Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, start your sleep timers and get ready to witness superpowers of boredom in action because it's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. And this is Scooter. If you want to help out the show, a great way to do it. I don't know what we did the last episode. Uh, hey, this is Scooter. A great way to help out the show is to join the one listener. One listener. I don't even do this. The one listener initiative. And all that is is just telling one person about the podcast. I know a lot of you will be with family or friends or frenemies or why do they call it frenemies? But you can't call them family, fanemies. Fanemies, I guess that doesn't sound right. It sounds like some sort of uh, bee hybrid. My fanemies. Lehman, family enemy. Well, I guess because it's like it's family. I don't have to fill the rest in. But if you can tell, the best way to help this podcast is just let one person know who needs it. And then I won't drive nuts. So you see, you probably let 30 people know about the podcast. But if you hear somebody that says can't, they can't sleep, or you want to just say, relate your honest, you know, interactions with this odd little podcast. And I'd love to hear how you explain it. Um, do, do that be a huge help. All right, let's get on to the show. Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out your lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been running through your brain, whatever's going on with your body, whatever's got you awake, tossing, turning, whether it's body, mind, spirit, or your emotions, or all of the above. I'm going to try to take your mind off of that. The way I'm going to do it tonight is I'm going to talk about the Colombian version of Breaking Bad in a meandering uh, but, you know, decipher, because I don't speak Spanish and I don't have the subtitles on the first time I watch. And I haven't watched Breaking Bad in a long time, so I'm always like, what in the... And I think I know what's going on, but sometimes, you know, and then I get distracted and I say, I say, geez, what is that? What, you know, what are they eating? Is tamales? I think that was the last episode. Uh, so I'll do that. Then I'll watch the corresponding episode of Breaking Bad and talk about that and say, oh, okay, this is what I noticed that was different. Or this is it's all, really a lot of it is a celebration of my of Breaking Bad goes through like a vanilla, vanilla, vanillaization process. And then I say, okay, and then I get, you know, tangents. And then after I'm done with Breaking Bad, and usually I gush about Breaking Bad a few, a few, a few times. And then I'll talk about it. Then I rewatch Metastasis with the subtitles on. I write down words. And then I look them, well, I, I put them into a spreadsheet that looks the words up for me. If I can read my own handwriting and type the word correctly. So 30% of the words get looked. <laughs> Sorry. Like 30% of the words get looked up by, by the, the spreadsheet. Uh, and then I do, you know, then I do that. 
and that has tons of tangents. I don't even know. I, I've been, it just kind of, uh, it becomes its own like little trending Twitter Tuesday uh, mini, barely like that episode. Really like an old man, you know, doing a sleep podcast. I say, Jesus, this is what I'll be like in 30 years from now. And ideally, I'll still be doing this. So so that's what's on tap for tonight. But the, the main goal of the podcast is to take your mind off stuff, distract you with just enough uh, oddness and mild amusement and a little bit of fun and friendly banter. I would say friendly banter or friendly rambling uh, that you say, okay, I'll just listen to this instead of thinking or feeling or rehashing or sensing or doing any of those, you know, those, you know, we, I tried not to get into the Myers-Briggs stuff, but I just got led here by the sensing. Any of those I N, you know, no I-ing, no N-ing, no F-J-ing. There's an I-N-F-J. I know there's a, there's probably, you know, probably an E in there, an E-J-P, maybe a P. Any of those, any Myers-Briggs related letters or symbols, ITFP. You see, Jesus, imagine if you were a tech person and you were a Myers-Briggs hobbyist or like you had your master's, you know, in uh, personality tests and then you, you started a podcast about, you know, the lingo or, you know, just had some other, and they say, hey, give me an IFTP. Actually, it'd be awesome because you could constantly make jokes that only you would get. And the other person, when they say, no, no, that's that screw, that's that hex screwdriver, the INFP. Oh, space shuttle, you know, the wing just fell off, and now we got to start all over. Or, you know, okay, the servers crashed. Great job, everybody. Old Myers, old Briggs Myers. Briggs Myers is a good name for a truck, too. And, and I can hear your brain saying, well, just Scooter's doing some Myers Briggs. He's doing his like lower level. And I already had something I was going to talk about, but now I'm in this Myers Briggs stuff. But Myers Briggs, that's a good truck, right? You got your Brinks truck. Somebody get Thomas the Tank Engine on the horn. Let me run it by. Did Thomas the Tank Engine ever have a truck related spinoff? Or how about a truck related? <laughs> How about a truck-related rip-off of Thomas the Tank? My, my Briggs Myers, the, the truck, truck, truck engine. I see. Well, that would be that would be a scooter podcast because it would be. Yeah, it takes place all under the hood. The show doesn't. The show's about the trucks, but the main characters are inside the engine. They say, "Yeah, it's Piston Pete over there, pumping away." Old. Uh, you know, Sealant Sally, and uh, let's see, what other ones? I don't know. There's a, a comb- Cranky Combustion. That's our guy, one of the gods we serve here. And, uh, you know, old Hybrid Steve. I say, okay, Scoots, this is, is this a, yeah, shouldn't I should have, I should have done a rehearsal before this pitch. So, okay, this was the wrong episode to tell the Netflix executives to turn, tune into. I said, yeah, I'm just going to sneak the pitch in for my children's series. They said, you guys got, I did say this when on our conference call, imaginary conference call. 
I said, you guys have like in-house, do you guys have, what do they call it, a consult? I said, do you guys have in-house and out-of-house attorneys, uh, counsel? And that's how it went. Even in the imaginary conference calls, that's how it goes. And they said, are you guys waiting for me to make an outhouse joke or you're just stunned? No, because I got an idea. Do you know, you guys remember Thomas the Tank Engine, right? What about a truck named Briggs Myers? Briggs Myers, the truck. Okay. And he's he's a truck friendly. Well, I guess that's not a friendly name, though. You're right. You net you Netflixers. You know what you're saying. Okay, so all right, let's let's get back to the pitch later because I'm actually in the middle of a uh, podcast introduction. So anyway, that's kind of what the podcast does. It goes off. Like I said, okay, tonight, I said, Scoots, what are we going to do? You know, because I start to get nervous about these intros because I got to make them up. So sometimes I like to have one thing. And I've been going through a lot this week with acceptance and saying, oh, can I, you know, just humor me for one minute. I have a lot of fear. I'm afraid of a lot of things. I'm afraid. It sounds like I was going to talk about ice cream flavors. And I said to myself, I've just been trying to practice acceptance or under, not even practice it, understand what that means. And so I said, okay, that's good for the intro. And so this is like a little microcosm of the, and I said, okay, well, we'll get to that. And then I started the intro and then I talked about letters and for some reason the letters led me. As soon as I said I N or F J, those letters always bring me. Uh, I think there's sensing too, so an S. But they say, okay, well, that's Myers Briggs, uh, and then someone had told me after I did some Myers Briggs stuff that as a mother and a daughter, I, I think is the real Myers Briggs, and yes, they have been. You know, that's why I need Netflix lawyers because you know the great great Myers. I said, let's 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 go let's go to trial with it. Uh, you know, I'll have an I N I I F U J and J's for jerks. And they said, okay, and they they had a they said, okay, add that to the lawsuit. And I said, what's that for? And they said, S L A N D E R. And I said, well, good day to you. I will see, you know, I'll be representing myself unless uh, I can get Tyrion Lannister. And they said, well, we heard your, you know, and I said, okay, anyway, I'm trying to do an intro here. Why? This is why I need both. I need all, I need all outhouse mental lawyers. I need them all out of my house, mental house. Uh, But I guess I was, maybe another time there'll be another intro that talks about acceptance. But sometimes you, uh. I, I can't tie it in. I can't. I, I can't force it. But but I say you know I, I get to accept. Sometimes I don't even know where the intros go, and they go on a tangent. But hopefully this whole time while I've been rambling, if you're new here, welcome. Uh, you know that that you weren't thinking about all the other stuff on your brain, and you were saying, okay, this guy. He said, Jesus, is this the same guy? I see that was singing out loud today, and I'd say that's probably eighty percent chance. Yes, that was me. 
Is this the guy that sings really loud Christmas carols in Trader Joe's? Yes, that's me. Is this the guy that talks to the snacks and, you know, yes, that's me. Is is that the person that you sometimes, yeah, that's me, so covered. And I say, I'd like to help you fall asleep. This is the way I do it here at this podcast, this little podcast. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I really want to help you so that you don't have to go through all that overthinking rigmarole. Or, you know, to where, where you're just, you, you're yearning to sleep, you're struggling to sleep, you're getting, where, where all those stress, I think they're probably stress hormones, but there's a physical thing, there's a sweat that has a certain essence to it, and there's some sort of clenching a lot of times. And there's basically, I can't do it too loud because it's a sleep up ass, but where you want to go, you know, but really loud like that sound, and I want to take your mind off that like that. And you say, okay, Scoots is just here rambling. There's no pressure. There's no expectation. On this end of the acceptance, you don't even have to accept it. That's the thing. We call it a, what do we call it? Reflective listening here at the, in the Sleep With Me podcast world. Where you don't even have to accept what I'm saying. And you, you can fall asleep whenever you want. One, two. You can, if if you, you know, imaginarily communicate with your body parts like I do, you say, hey, eardrums, just go ahead. At some point, go ahead and reflect what he's saying. Don't even send it up to the ganglias. Give the ganglias a night off. And even the part of your brain is saying that scooter's wrong, but the ganglias, give that, you know, they can take a break too. Reflect it, remember? Don't think about it. And you say, well, you see, you know, that that wasn't a word. Some, at some point, ideally, you'll just hear that. And that's it. I, I'm glad you're here. I really want to help you fall asleep. I want to put a little bit of a smile in, the fa- in your face. I want to put you at ease. But the main thing I want to do is distract you and carry over this threshold. If I can't for some reason or if you can't fall asleep, don't worry. I won't be falling asleep. I'll be here with this general form of uh, uh, tepid entertainment. Uh, I don't know if that's the right word because usually tepid is used in a harsh sense, but I think it's a neutral, somewhat neutral word. You say, well, it's tepid. It's not, you know, it's not torpid. And it's not, you know, another word like it would be good if there was a word called tupid or tepid. So it's just, it's, it's, or turgid, I guess it's definitely, I don't know what turgid means because it, uh, it reminds me too much of rigid. Uh, but that's what it is. I, I'm, I'm, I, I want to help you fall asleep. Thanks so much for stopping by. All right, housekeeping. We're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can find older episodes there. You can comment on the website. You can email me feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can get me on Twitter at Dear Scooter or on Facebook. I try to post sleep-related articles there. I'm way behind on posts and bloopers. I got to work out a new reminder system or something for that. Apology, apologies. Uh, what else we have? I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful, who does our music and edits some of the episodes. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork, on our honor, as the Terrans, Terran Marines may have said once. 
or maybe it was the more spiritual ones, you know, I prefer, you know, I, I, I don't know if I prefer, this, uh, you know, I just identify with the Zerg, some aspects of the Zerg. Uh, those are obscure StarCraft joke, not jokes, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, I wanted, we have a Facebook group over at sleepingpodcast.com slash nods, N-O-D-S. And I want to thank Jennifer B., Rachel L. to the G., Julie C., Lida Lie, Lauren Alexander, who are our moderators over there. I want to thank Latitude, who's over on our subreddit over at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash reddit. I want to thank everybody that commented on that how do I fall asleep on reddit thing. I'll be thanking you not in, in another show. So good night and thank yous because that just happened. I think that's it for the housekeeping. We, I mean, I guess this is housekeeping. we got a bunch of... I, I, I know I'm going to fall behind. So if I have anything, if you have anything you want promoted and you listen to the podcast, let me know about it. Or you say, well, I don't know if Scooter would want to promote it or something you're working on. But I, what a week. Uh, I, I don't even think, I think I'm probably behind, but it's, uh, I'm behind on recording. It's Sunday morning right now. I'm trying to record this before I see. Dun, 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 dun. So it's early on Sunday. Uh, but anyway, I want to thank Lisa Case. She did this wonderful article. It'll be, in the show notes on social media, it, it, it's I don't know even how to describe it, uh, but it you know talks about uh, some of the things that go through making the podcast emotionally, and how the podcast is really teaching me to grow, and expand you know teaching me to have more trust in the world. That would be the uh, the TLDR or the super TLDR is. Uh, it's going to be okay. That's the main message. I want to thank Brian Colston. Holy moly. I'll link to some of his videos in YouTube. He's a North Carolina rapper, and I think he's really talented. I just discovered it this weekend. He reached out to me. And I want to thank him for reaching out to me. He didn't even ask me to promote him or anything. But I said, wow, look at this stuff. Uh, so check out his videos. And, he, I mean, he's a talent. Expect to be hearing more. I'm not joking about Brian. And then I also heard from Mario and Mario's partner, David, I didn't hear from. But uh, they have a, a musical called Moosicle. And its mission is to raise awareness uh, about threats to Internet openness and freedom. And it's based on an incident in the life of Thomas Jefferson. And it kind of uses, you know, uses that incident, which you could, you know, I don't want to spoil it, but, you know, as an example, kind of a metaphor for the new world that the Internet is. I mean, ideally, you know, the Internet won't be colonized. Uh, but maybe say, Scoots, you must not read the paper. Uh, but so check it out. It sounds really interesting, really good and, and really brave. All these people I just mentioned, I mean, it's easy to disregard and say, oh, no, I don't have courage. I don't have bravery. Uh, but all three aspects of this, Lisa Case does therapy and improv. Brian, now you just he write rhymes. He rhymes the rhymes and more, you know, more than just rhyming and performs them in publicly in acts in his, his videos. And then Mario and David here writing a musical uh, and then 
you know, spreading the word about it. So I, I'm, I, I am proud of you. I couldn't have done any of these things. And you're out there putting this stuff in the world, so you should pat yourself on the back. Or maybe let's get a little pat on the back. Okay, so uh, let's see. I'll pat Lisa's back. Lisa, you pat Brian's back. Brian, you pat Mario's back. No, we'll get a little circle. Oh, yeah, let's a little pat back, back patting circle. The scooter method. Yeah, today we're going to start with a little back, 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 back patting. Well, the scooter, he tried to do the method, but everybody would walk out because he couldn't explain it. And that's my method, folks. All right, thanks so much. Uh, one listener initiative. Be like Bab. Spread the word about the podcast. Thank you so much. And let's get on to the show. All right, so we're talking episode 26 of uh, Metastasis. Uh, it says, Law something. I can't read my writing. It looks like S E T C I A. Uh, it starts with a, a black pickup truck, Policia, and fancy shirts on a uh, drying line, laundry line. Uh, somebody says Cambio, and then the cop sees the shirts. He says, Buenas, like good day, I think. And there's no answer. And then we see one of the twins eating an apple. I said, Well, an apple a day does not keep the police away. I also noticed the brothers, for how square they are, they have a lot of tattoos. And then the show opens after they say, hey, look at apple eating and tattoo, uh, tattoos in the sun. And it opens with the, uh, after the opening sequence, we see the back of Walt's head, which is all, you know, wonderful way, don't you, but a great way to start the day. And then we see a nice apartment. And then Cielo calls, she's crying, she's upset, and she's asking about something, and she's saying no. And then I think she's saying she doesn't want the money, and Walt gets off the phone, and then I see, dude, question mark. And then I said, oh, real estate agent, maybe? And they make some sort of transaction. And then we see uh, the pink little spolios from the outside. We see it's a, a two-story building, like a street shot from almost across the street. And we can see it's like an oval-like shape, very unique-looking building. And we can see it has a playland inside, a, a tube slide. And we get to we get to see Gus behind the drink counter, and the twins show up, and they they they're like, "Hey, can we have a staring contest with you, Gus?" And he's like, I gotta, I gotta service this drink machine, you know, increase profits by percent, you know, tiny percentages. That's how, you know, that's how I make my living here. And then we see Jose's glass, like his methamphetamina, and he's with Mo, uh, Mono and Sweaty Mohawk, and they seem to be putting some kind of peer pressure on Mono. And I said, for what? And then he said, oh, to test out the, you know, the blue, blue, blue azul. And he tests it out, and then he does a little dance. And I said, that was good. That was funny. And then Jose talks business. He's talking like a businessman. Uh, some sort of new approach. I couldn't figure it out. But he has an idea, Premier Punto. And they seem to say, okay. And then they leave the house. But Henry's there. He's on a stakeout. He's watching the house. So he observes the guys leaving, uh, Mono and Sweaty Mohawk. 
I don't know if you would call it Mono would be easy if you're on a stakeout, you gotta write it down fast. Sweaty Mohawk, I don't know if you would call him uh SM and then it'd be like, Well that'd be confusing. Mo would be confusing. You just sweat. I, I, that's what I probably put it. But I, I would, you know, just do S W E T sweat. Uh, then we see Walt. We see Wonder Bread, and we see a sandwich, and we see shots of the sandwich making. We see a juice box uh, going to into a lunch uh, lunch pail. We see crust being cut. We see foil. The sandwich is wrapped in foil. And we see a little apple, another apple, second apple this episode. And if you count the juice box, that might be three. And they all go into a lunchbox. And then Walt's waiting on the couch, you know, waiting for the day, to, maybe for the bus to come. But then we realize it's a taxi. He's in a taxi with Junior in the back. They're talking. It's uh, pretty clear the cabbie's listening in. It's pretty clear the cabbie's listening in. Uh, then we get to see Gus back at work. The chicken's out front as Gus pulls up and the chicken suit person. And Gus says, hey, he says, hey, what's up, boss? And then the twins are still there uh, working on that staring contest. The manager says, what's going on? Uh, this can't, you know, these guys aren't buying any soda or profitable items. And she says, I, I thought you said upsell every customer. And, and Gus said, when possible, this is not, he goes, they're here for a staring contest. And I'm ignoring their staring contest. It's a tactic uh, to gain a mental advantage in that when we do have a staring contest. So don't worry about it. And then he stares back, but not, he says, I'm not entering the contest. I'm staring back at you to let you know, you know, how good I am, you know, to assert my authority over a future staring contest. We're back in the cab. The cabbie's offering Walt parenting advice, it seems like. And then Walt walks into work at the laundry. And here's the urban laundry right in the middle of the city uh, where the other one's out in the country. Uh, People are coming into work. A dude waits, uh, he's, he's downstairs, he's nervous. We all know this is another character. Uh, we had a good time meeting. Uh, he, he's nervous. He says, you Walter Blanco? And then he shows Walt his notes or his qualifications, double question mark. You serious, Walt says, question mark. And then I put, I love it, professor. And then he shows Walt his little coffee project, and Walt seems impressed, question mark. I think he was impressed, though. And then he watches, uh, uh, the guy watches Walt, and Walt's like, this is the best coffee ever. And then rock music starts uh, playing, and then he says, oh, can I call you Professor? And he says, no, call me Walter. And then we have this side-by-side cook, cook of uh, methamphetamina. And it seems like there's some, like, 60s or 70s uh, shag music, like Austin Powers-style music playing. And they're definitely practicing safety first. They play chess on their, like, waiting breaks. Walt wins. They do a temperature test, and then, then things flow out of valves. And after they're done, they talk, and then uh, uh, the Gail Bedecker character... He has a champagne on dry ice. And then again, I put, I don't know what that means. They drink out, oh, again, they drink out of beakers, question mark, exclamation point, question mark. 
Probably should be exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. Uh, because, again, I don't want to tell Walt how to, about chemistry and safety, but anybody that's ever been kicked out of uh, multiple chemistry and biology labs could tell you, uh, one, don't put a Bunsen burner up your nose. Uh, two, don't put the uh, gas valve up your nose. Uh, three, don't do the same thing with the, the, you know, the sink, the biology sink or whatever they call it. You know, four, don't mess with any, you know, and five, don't drink, try to drink out of a beaker. It's cool. You know, come on. You know, I learned that in seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade and chemistry of art. Uh, so, you know, the lesson I, I am here to share my knowledge of Walter. Uh, but Walt talks, and then Gail responds to what Walt's saying. They cheers. And then Gail talks about the lab and about chemistry. And Walt seems forlorn about the chemistry talk. And then it seems like Gail starts talking about how he became a chemist. Double question mark. But Walt's impressed. He smiles at Adelante. And then Gail really gets into it, and then so does Walt. And they, I put like they're like a couple of philosophers, or something. In in la vida salud. And that was a triple exclamation point. And then we get Henry. He's snacking and staking out Jose's place. His phone rings. Is "Allo, mi amor." And uh, Maria's in, in her lab coat with purple. And Henry's in his blue and maroon, uh, I think, diamond shirt. And she says something that kind of throws Henry off. Uh, and I said, what? And then Walt opens up his a book he got as a gift. It's a William Blake book, Obra Completa, uh, from GB, uh, G.B. Phone rings. And Walt looks at his watch. He's not expecting to call. It's Henry. And he's like, hey, what's up? He's like, hey, I'm calling for a favor or advice or something or what I put. And then he put, says, Jose Rojas and Pot. And then he's like, wants some kind of setup. And then Walt gets all G-R-O-G-R-U-E-Y, which is not a word. Uh, so I don't know what Walt gets all. Something grossy, grossy. Uh, my handwriting is not. And then Henry talks about a school bus. He goes, hey, you see a school bus at his house? He makes meth in that thing. And then we see Mono. He's drinking a beer while his cousin or his uncle works on the bus. And Walt shows up. He's like, you got to hide this bus, guys. And then we have a little showdown between Walt and the uncle. And Walt's like, hide the bus, exclamation point. And he's like, okay. And then Mono calls Jose, who runs to his car. Of course, Henry follows him. Uh, back at Los Pollos, the twins are, you know, their customers need the seats. And the manager doesn't like this at all. So then Gus goes up to him. He's like, we're going to have our uh, uh, steering contest off-site. Uh, and they say something to him. And they're like, we don't know. And he says, yeah, you, he goes, do you want to wear it? He goes, I'll tell you what, if we do this off-site, uh, you can wear your sunglasses. And then they say, okay, let's go. Because they like wearing those Ray-Bans. 
Wall's at a junker, and he's paying the crushing guy, the junk, you know, junk crusher. Uh, that's a human being, actually, you know. I don't know the official title. Uh, like a junkyard dog, D-A-W-G. I guess oh, this guy's older, though. But, you know, kind of like a, kind of, that's what I call him. I say, hey, what's up, junkyard dog? I'd say, hola, como estas, uh, you know, junkyard, pal, pal, you know. And he'd say, oh, it's a mierda, mierda head. And I'd say, yep, it's me. You heard about me, eh? Uh, but Walt says, hey, can I grab some stuff off that bus? He looks over the old, old lab stuff. He sees a chip, some chips. He sees a can of vegetables or something. Then Jose shows up. Jose. He yells at uh, Walt. And Walt yells at him, and then he says, well, you, you know, Henry's outside, and he looks around. And they try to cover some up, then Henry's at the door, he's yelling for Jose, he tries to get in the bus. Jose holds the door. Uh, then the junkyard dog rolls up, he's like, hey, dude, what, what do you think you're doing, bro? We got laws in this country. And Walt's like, you know, or uh, Henry's like, yeah, laws. And he's like, okay, we got lawyers. And he goes, I know, you know, my son's a lawyer. And then Jose yells back, yeah. And then Henry's like, I'm going to call my, you know, I'm going to get a warrant or whatever. So he calls the cops, asks for his jefe. Walt's thinking, Jose's panicking. He's like, come on, do something, Walt. Just like when he said, make a robot hovercraft. You know, do some science stuff. But uh, then the junker... He keeps standing up, I guess, and then Walt makes a call, and I say, oh, what's going on here? And then it's an emergency call comes in uh, via Saul's secretary for Henry about Maria. So Henry runs to the hospital in a panic, and he runs through the hospital, and it's like a little bit in slow motion. He's like a loon. And then Maria calls him, and Henry uh, realizes he's been played, and there's this music and a dull look in his eye. And then we get to watch the bus get crushed, and that is very cool, very cathartic, I could say. Without a doubt, I felt like a a six-year-old boy, you know. It was the kind of thing, you, it was a metaphor, it was great, you should watch it. And, I mean, it really tear it apart with this... Uh, just one of those uh, things with the claws. It was cool. Man, I'm, I'm not even joking. And uh, then Walt, they just watched next to each other, Walt and Jose. Uh, then we see Gus. He's on the road. Then he's at the laundry with the twins. And he's talking. He says, you know what? I think you should do a steering contest with the, not with Heisenberg. You know, I'm going to train him. But you should do it with Henry. And he talks about his territory. And then that's the end of the episode, believe it or not. All right, so the, we're so we're talking about Breaking Bad, episode, season three, episode six, Sunset. And, of course, my it starts with a, a Homeland Security, uh, like, a, I think it's on a, a Native American reservation, so homeland security is kind of a joke because we, you know, we stole their homeland, uh, which just kind of kills the mood of the podcast. But it's true, uh, you know. 
but when you know when if I well, this is why I don't get a time machine because then I would just say, well, Scooter tried to right the wrongs of his forefathers, but he ended up just making things bad for everybody. Uh, but we noticed there's a, a buckle on telephone poles. I guess a belt buckle. I should have elaborated. And then after that little scenic view, we have Walt staring at a landscape photo. Or is it a painting, like, photorealistic? Skylar calls, and they go back and forth about a divorce and Walt Jr. and the money. And, you know, it's, you know, not a pretty thing. But then Skylar's like, you know, in the child support, you put medical care. Uh, dental care, transportation, and Walt's like, yep. And she's like, no. And he's like, Skylar, I have to provide. Don't you remember the speech Gus gave to me in the lab? And she's like, not with that money. And she's like, we, you know, remember my she goes, don't you remember my lawyer's quote will be accessories after the fact. And Walt's like, how do you think we've been paying the bills for the past six months? And then this, uh, Real estate agent comes back with Walt and Walt's like, I'll take it. I love it. Uh, as is. And the guy's like, this is, you know, the model. I'm not really selling it. And Walt uh, goes to semi, you know, half Eisenberg. He goes, name one thing in this world that's not negotiable. Uh, then we have Gus doing some training. He's very patient. He doesn't believe in fear as a motivator and fear of the drink machine. At War of the Friar, is it also true? So he's training this young woman about uh, uh, the bubbler, I guess. Did I say bubbler? And then he's like, you know, make check the intake valve and add it to your Monday schedule. Did I put bubbler? B-U-B-B-L-E-R, it looks like. And then the two brothers show up, just like in Metastasis. They're saying, hey, we're, we're, we're participating in this uh, staring competition. And the next shot is of blue glass on a glass table. And I'm not talking about, well, I am talking about a glass table. And then I'm talking about blue azul. And Badger and Peter there with Jesse. And it's like uh, Heisenberg, who, and like Jesse can cook, and then like it's a clean, just the right blue. Check out the crystal size. If this thing was any bigger, it'd be a Jolly Rancher. And then they're like, Badger's like, can I test it out? And uh, you know, even though you're in rehab. And I also noticed Jesse was just all chill. He's in the Papa's on chair. And I was like, man, when, remember when Papa's on chairs were a thing? And it was always like a thing you bought. I mean, I guess for Jesse, it's perfect, but it was always a thing you buy, and you're like, what the hell was I thinking there? I don't This chair doesn't really... It's too... Anyway, I don't want to go on an anti-popson, uh, because if you say, geez, on, on paper, uh, or dorm room, or Jesse's place works great. Actually, I don't have anything even close to a, a comfort level of Papa's on chair. And it's like probably one of the best. I mean, if there's a top 10 words made for this podcast, it would be Papa's on. Oshkosh Bagash, Papa's on. And they say, actually, that was the inventor of Oshkosh Bagash, Papa's on. I was like, is he like related to Papa Smurf? Well, yeah, that was, remember, Peo was sued. 
by the Papazan family because they had, they had said that, uh, you know, they had, uh, their, their, their creatures were not blue. Uh, they were flesh toned. And that's why that show didn't take off. They said, you know, people just couldn't connect with them. And then, you know, Peo, I think he, you know, anyway, I don't want to be sued by the Peo family or the Papazans, but I love Papazans. Papazans, the chair that sits you. Papazan chairs at uh, papazanchairs.com. Maybe don't go there. Probably don't go there. Uh, that's Papazan chairs. It's like if Barbizon was a beauty college. I think they advertised on WPIX when I was little. That was my favorite TV station, 11 Alive, WPIX. Sponsored by Papazon Chairs and Papazon Beauty Academy. We got the Zons. We'll have Ethan Zahn on later. Is that a person? I, I know Steve Zahn. That's probably who I was thinking of. Uh, fine comedic character actor Steve Zahn in a Papazon. Uh, with a haircut from Barbizon here on... And they say, I thought this was sleep with me. They say, well, she's, yeah, I'm just, I'm having a little WPIX moment. Sorry about that, Papazon. Anyway, back to the the real stuff here. He's, in, he's also wearing a sweater. And then uh, uh, after Badger tests the meth out, he does a dance and then... Uh, He's a little bit over the top for me, Badger, but I think he's a delightful actor. Uh, but I don't think in real life, me and him would probably not get along. Maybe, maybe we'd be best friends. I don't know. But he does a river dance, and then he says, "Bow before me. I'm the Lord of the Dance." And then they're like, "Okay, let's talk some business now." And Jesse stands up. And he's like, I got this new plan, guys. You know, it's not going to be like it was. It's a safe plan. Man's got to make a living. And he goes, we're not going to push our luck. Uh, we're going to get everything back. He goes, we're going to build our inventory. Badger, you go check on the RV. Uh, get an oil change, tune-up, brake lights, and whatnot. He goes, you always get pulled over for brake lights, but not us. We're smooth. And he goes, you know that buzzer thing in the ignition? Get get one of those, too. And then he puts Skinny Pete in charge of the supplies. And he's like, let's do this. And then they leave, and Hank's watching. He says, oh, there's uh, Brandon Mayhew, small world. Walton, uh, then it's 5.59, and it switches to 6 a.m. The alarm goes off. Walt makes a PB&J, brown bag, is it? Yeah, it puts his name on it. I thought that was nice. Uh, blue shirt. He's got a nice blue shirt on from the dry cleaner. Uh, you know, really pressed nicely. He's in the car with Junior. And they're talking. And he's like, uh, you're gonna, at least you're going to see more of me. Uh, or just as much. I'll be taking it to and from school. Oh, and then uh, Junior, he says, I don't get a vote in this either. i got to stop going with Lewis because you feel guilty. And Will says, again, sneaky lines. I am the man I am, son. And there's plenty of change about it. But here we are. And this is just what is. Uh, but I'm feeling pretty good about the future. It's kind of like, I think Popeye used to say that I am what I am. I am the man that I am. 
Uh, so I don't know, Walt's no pie. Well, I guess I like Walt better than Popeye. Uh, so I guess I shouldn't, uh, shouldn't have said anything about that. Uh, then we're at, uh, Gus is in mourning at work. The, bro- the two brothers are still there. They're like, Hey, when's the, uh, staring contest? We're, we're going to start it right now. And Cynthia, the manager says they're back. And she's like, I wonder if we should get rid of these guys. And Gus is like, oh, well, they're not doing anything, uh. Uh, he goes, go deal with table 33. And then Gus stares right back at them. Uh, with the Gus stare. He says, I, I can, he goes, I can stare. He goes, let's, I can stare you guys. No problem. And he's like, that's just a taste of the Gustavo Fring. Well, it shows up at the laundry. He parks right up front. And a dude opens the, the uh, dryer door for him. I guess I didn't write this down, or maybe I did in my next set of notes, but uh, in the U.S. version, it tilts, and in the Colombian version, it moves forward. So in the U.S. version, there's stairs below the dryer, and in the Colombian version, there's a passageway behind the dryer leading to stairs. Important distinction. Uh, dude opens the door, Walt rolls into the lab, and then we meet another lo- beloved character. He says, in another quick classic line, Mr. White, I presume? And he says, oh, yes. He goes, hi. He goes, I'm coming down. And Gail's looking up at him. Uh, Gail's wearing layers. I said, man, Gail is smart. You know, he even knows how to dress scientifically. And he goes, hey, I'm Gal Bedeker. I'm your new, he goes, you're my new lab assistant? He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, you want my qualifications? I got my resume. Here's my bachelor's, my master's, organic chemistry. Well, it's like, huh, actually, I do prefer to look that over. And then we get some science jokes, x-ray, crystallography. Really, I could talk about that for hours. Well, let's do it later. And then Walt sees this contraption. He's like, what's this, Gail's like, it's my uh, pet project coffee machine. I don't know if the first time I saw it, when I figured it out, or if it was just the end. But it's like one of these, I mean, even a hipster couldn't handle this thing. And they say, well, Jesus, a lot of work. You know, what about the energy bleed on that? That's what I'd like to ask. How efficient is this, Gail? Or is it just because you're, you're, uh, workplaces, you know, when you say, oh, no, 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 they say, I don't know, Gail. I mean, I don't even know what thermodynamics is, but I could tell you that, uh, I guess, I don't know, great, I, I love coffee, thanks, Gail, that's what I would say, really. They say, hell of a job, but Wolf says, so Gail says, uh, you know, I don't like my coffee too bitter, mild vacuum, don't like it too hot. And then he pours Walt a cup. Walt smells it. He's got two hands on the bottom of the cup, just like a coffee commercial. I was waiting for him to say, well, either Nescafe or Papazan, the coffee that cares. That's Papazan. Papazan, use the code sleep with me. Papazan, the coffee that cares. Uh, But no, he's got two hands. He tastes it. He says, oh, oh my goodness, this is the best coffee I've ever tasted. 
And then the cook starts. The song that plays is Ma Vie by Gregory Bonio. According to SIRI, I won't say her name so it doesn't, you know, launch it on people's phones. Uh, via that Shazam, I think when they say, hey, SIRI, what's this song? That makes me feel a little impotent because nine out of ten times it doesn't work. But that one time it does. Then it t- I say, is it going to work or what are you doing? Anyway, they play chess. Gail's really anticipating Walt's needs during the cook. And at the end of the cook, Gail pops the champagne and they start to talk. Uh, they have wine instead of, I said they popped the champagne, but it was actually wine. Because uh, then I say, next line, wine. Uh, they talk chemistry. And, you know, before they start drinking. And he goes, hey, Kate, you know, we're not, we're not how we end up here? And they say, well, there's crime and then there's crime, I suppose. Uh, Gail's a libertarian. And he goes, I'd rather sell them clean drugs, you know, pure drugs. He goes, we well, yeah, started out doing it right, uh, you know, a research grant, uh, jumping through this, you know, proper hoops, doing the non-chemistry stuff. But he goes, that's, he goes, I love the lab. It's still magic, you know, chemistry. And then they're like, oh, yeah. And he goes, oh, you know, all the time I was thinking about that Whitman poem when I heard the learned astronomer. And I was like, I don't know it. And Gail's like, oh, and Walt's like, do you, you, can you recite it? And Gail's cute here. I would say he's cute. Or endearing, maybe endearing. A little bit puppy dog-like. Uh, he says, yeah, pathetically enough, I could. And they go back and forth, and Walt says, come on. And he says, okay, when I heard the learned astronomer, when the proofs, the figures were ranged in columns before me, when I was shown the charts and the diagrams to add, divide, and measure them, when I, sitting, heard the astronomer, where he lectured with much applause in the lecture room, how soon, unaccountable, I became tired and sick, till rising and gliding out I wandered off by myself in the mystical moist night air, and from time to time looked up in perfect silence at the stars. And if that wasn't wonderful enough, Gail goes, yes, I am a nerd. And Walt says, bravo. And then Gail has this wonderful laugh. And they put something out, panicky enough, P-A-L-L, panicky enough. I don't know what that says. I can't read it. Uh, maybe that's part of the poem. Oh, pathetically enough, I can. And back at Hank's, he's waiting at Jesse's. He's eating in his car. It's a mess. He's got coffee. His phone rings. It's Marie. And, you know, the whole time, Walt's just like, come on, Jesse, leave, leave. And then Marie's like, "Did you?" he goes, Marie, I'm working. She goes, did you find the RV? Nope. She goes, can't you just go arrest him and, you know, get it out of him? Because there's a constitution. Marie's like, constitution, my purple wearing ass. And she's like, I could take care of that kid. And Hank's like, I'm positive he's got the RV. I just don't know where it is. And he goes, I'm stuck here, Marie. Sorry. And she goes, I know someone that might know. Why don't you call Walt? 
Uh, so once again, Marie's on the investigation. Walt's back at his house. He's kicking back, reading leaves of grass. His shoes are off. And he's in a nice chair. He's still in his work clothes. And Hank calls. He's beating around the bush. And Walt's like, hey, what do you need? You know, after, you know, he's like, just can you tell me? He goes, well, you know, I'm trying to find that Jesse Pinkman kid. He goes, don't worry about the weed stuff, man. And Walt's like, anyway, and then he goes, okay, anyway, he cuts his cheese. Do you know if you ever had a RV? He goes, like a brown one? And Walt's like, why? And he goes, well, he goes, I think it says meth lab. And Walt's face, uh, first Walt sits up, and then it says rolling meth lab. There's a long pause. And then the next, we get Jesse doing, using a math calculator, and Walt calls him, but then he hangs up. Then he calls Saul, and Saul's on the floor. This is great. He's in a yellow mustard shirt, and he's using one of those leg shaker massagers. And Walt's like, he know, you know, D, he knows about the RV. And Saul's like, what do you mean? And he goes, he's going to find it. And then Saul's like, get rid of it. Get moving. Or have Jesse get rid of it. And he's like, have Jesse get rid of it. Don't go near it. And then Walt's like, well, my brother, they're watching his house, and they might have his phone tapped. And then Saul's like, get to it then, man. And Walt's like, do what? And he goes, so he's like, I, I don't know. And they go back and forth. He's like, did you not get, get plan for this contingency? And then he goes, well, next time plan for it. The self Starship Enterprise had a self-destruct button. And then we got Badger. He's drinking a 40, talking about, you know, inventing water-powered cars and helping his cousin or his uncle fix the RV. Uh, Walt rolls up, and uh, he's like, is this drivable? And he's like, we're changing the oil. He goes, let's go. we got to move this thing. He goes, we got to wipe it and take it out to the desert. And then they go back, and, you know, he's like, this has got to happen. And that guy's like, no. And then Walt's like, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm, You know, if I go down, you're going down. And the guy's like, oh, I know a way that we'll wipe it right off the planet. And Walt's like, call him. And then Badger's like, what about Jesse? And Walt's like, we got to deal with this. And then, of course, Badger calls Jesse right away. Oh, also, I just saw that uh, a couple other things. Saul had a clip-on tie or some sort of hair tie. And then he goes, well, how big is it? It's RV size. Uh, so Jesse rolls out and Hank follows Jesse. Then we're at Los Polios. It's real busy. A woman and her son need the table. And then the manager's like, these this uh these uh booths are for paying customers. And then Gus's like, I'll handle this. And he's like, What do you guys need? And they're like, We're here for the staring contest. And he goes, We'll have one at sunset. Good day. And then we're back we're at a junkyard, Walt's paying the junkyard guy. Oh, there's also a fry machine noise when he says sunset. That was cool. At uh Gus. I forgot to look up the actor, the junkyard guy, but he's really good. So's Hank's boss. Those are two great, and those are two great actors. 
Uh, the guy's also very tall. And also he's beyond recovery. And he goes, yeah, I know what beyond recovery means, obliterated. He goes, when we're done with it, it'll be tiny, and then we'll ship it to Long Beach across Pacific, and then it'll be patio furniture. And then we'll say, can you call me a cab? He's like, yeah. And he goes, I'm going to go look around the thing, and Walt sees finds of Funyuns. One of the old lawn chairs, Jesse rolls up, and he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, what do you mean what I've been doing? This is mine. He goes, they, they go back and forth. And Walt's like, what were you thinking? He's here. And he's like, Hank, you let him right to us, you buffoon. And Hank walks around. He's like, Mr. Pinkman, come on out, you know. Hank uh, glares at the RV, looks through the windows. DD, what does that mean? I don't know, looks like I said DD breaks, uh, parks behind it. Uh, He gets out, he sneaks up on the RV, tries to get in. Yeah, he tries to pry the door open. Walt holds the door, and the junkyard guy shows up. And he's like, you know, do you have a warrant? Who are you? That's uh, what Hank says. He goes, I'm the owner of the lot. You're trespassing. And he goes, this RV's uh, locked, and you're trying to break and enter. So do you have a warrant? And Hank's like, I got probable cause, you know. And he goes, well, it's a vehicles. And he goes, this has round rubber things. Those are wheels. It's a vehicle. And then he goes, no, this is a domicile protected by the Fourth Amendment. And he goes, have you seen this thing move? He goes, I don't know. I think you're just fishing for things. And then Hank's like, well, look at these holes. And then we should see the inside, you know. And they're like, oh, wait, wait. And, he goes, and then Walt's like, catch a couch and Jesse. And he's like, how could you have known those holes were there unless you removed the tape? And he's like, to say, this is my own private domicile. And he goes, this is my own private domicile. I will not be harassed. And he says the B word to, uh, you know, Jesse. And then Jesse's worried, you know, Hank's like, okay, I'll deal with this. You guys are a bunch of smart Alex. And he suggests, he's like, you got to think of something. Why don't we just ram him? And then Walt thinks of something. He makes a call. He calls Saul. Saul's secretary calls Hank, says Marie. You know, he's got to go get Marie. Hank rolls. Uh, Walt and Jesse hop out of the RV. Hank's freaked. He runs through the hospital like a loon. He's detached from reality. Uh, then, uh, ha, ha, hey, Viendo by Los Zafiro starts playing as the RV's crushed. Uh, and Walt and Jesse watch side by side. And Jesse at the end has a sad look. And Walt just looks at him. I mean, looks at Jesse. Uh, then we see a car in the desert at sunset. It's a Volvo, a blue Volvo. You know, it's Gus's Volvo. And Gus gets out. He's in his light brown jacket, brown pants. And he sees the guys. He said, I told you Walter White's not going to be in your staring contest. And they say, we won't wait. And he's like, well, this is my territory. It's my say. And then there's this long shot of the three of them against the sunset having a staring contest. And the episode closes the end. Well, not the end, you know, the end of the end of the episode.
Alright, so here we are. We're over here with a red pen run through. A couple notes from the first page while staring at a painting landscape. Uh, Aka, here is the first word. Aka. Ya llego, and I get, uh, estuvo, uh, he was pasando going buenas, good. But in that case, they were saying buenas, like good day or something, like hello. I got to tell you one thing I've learned uh, that I can do, just like you can only think about one thing. You can only salga de una vez. You can only exit once and remember that because that is a metaphor. Uh, salga de una vez. Uh, hagame caso. Trust me on that one. Hagame caso. Uh, before I go on, just checking my second page and notes here. Uh, later, Sweaty Mohawk, uh, is really taking things seriously with Jose and Gordo. Uh, he took that hard. And I guess my only written note. Uh, did I ever tell you, uh, Algomas, is there anything else? Yeah, Obey. Uh, you remember when I said Hagame Caso? Trust me, what I really meant is Obey Deska. Obey me. Uh... You know what? If I had some, if I had a son, mihio siempre, my son would always uh, obey desca, obey me. I can hear you laughing though. All right, let's take a. If I had a son, let's take a school. Vamos a decir. Let's say it's a school morning, and I'm saying, listo, listo. Are you ready? Let's go. Let's go. And then I look for him in Salido. He's already departed. And I'd go to school. I say, "Where's my son?" They say, "He's not here." And I say, "Do you know where he is?" Yeah, they, they know he's Golgar. He's hanging out somewhere. And I'd say, uh, "No, no, I'm a, a fault. I'm a failure. My son is Aprietos in trouble." And they say, "Can you relate to your parents yet?" And I'd say, Usted Hizo, you did, you related to them. Uh, chupe, that's what my, I found my son at the mall, he said, Chupe, you suck, Dad. And I said, geez, I wish they sold Seguro for children, you know, kid insurance. Uh, Miro, look at me, Mbali, I'm packing, I'm packing my bags, Botar, I'm throwing them away. Uh, because, uh, Sele uh, Conaceron, uh, Peos, uh, he ran the hairs right off my head, that, that boy of mine. Wait, wait, what did you say? Yeah, did you believe that? Celo Gori, our own Los Pelos, he ran the hairs right off my head. Uh, and then, you know what, uh, Senoras y Senores al Maestro. Ladies and gentlemen, applaud the teacher, de la danza, the dance teacher. And I would say, wait, my son, the dropout, is at dance? That's good. Yeah, estuvo, he was already. And your son's in the second grade. Oh, no, no, he was sacado, he was taken out of second grade. Uh, Pasando, what were you thinking? Well, you know, I said it, you know, my parenting style is ahi a destinion cagarla. I'm just there to screw up the destination. Premier Punto, first point uh, in parenting. Uh, they tried to teach me in parenting classes. Pararlo. Uh, stop what you're. Stop it. Stop what you're doing. 
And then they got all data, yada, all detailed. And I said, you know what, carajos, I don't give a carajos. And they said, what does that mean? I said, figure it out. You'll figure it out. And they said, you need a list of the una, one list, a list of the una, one list at the ready. And I said, well, I got like 40 lists scattered everywhere. I, I just found a list from 2006. And I said, that was very depressing, actually, to find. Uh, because, you know, I had a lot of stuff. I, and I said, I needed a manuelo of a handkerchief to dot my eyes. And they said, this is a parent-teacher conference. And I said, oh, is this a Del Tema off the topic? And they said, uh, tampoco, neither. You're not making any sense. You're neither here nor there. And I said, oh, my culpable. Is this am I guilty of uh, wasting your time? And I said, let me check my notes. Uh, oh, Walt sandwich style. Two cheese on one ham. Two cheese to one ham is his ratio. And he goes, he had mustard, foil, Wonder Bread, apple juice, apple. Uh, and that was it for that page. Uh, but, you know, do you have anything to say on behalf of your child, my imaginary son? Yeah. Ya ahorita eso la vibra y entonces. And right now that it vibrates and then bien vale, is it? And then they all looked at each other. And then I started, you know, I raised my voice, which I won't do. I said, no han hecho haba. Malo nada. And they, I have not had done nothing wrong. And then they said, well, you, well, you, got, you haven't done anything right either. And I said, suerte con su hijo, señor. And they said, Mr. Luck with your child. And I said, is that a movie? Was that like the Broadway movie? Mr. Luck, that should be Mr. Luck with your child. And I said, guess what? You, you say, ellos a final uh, se acostumbran. You'll eventually get used to things, you know, with dealing with me. Uh, you know, no, it's not. It's nothing. This is just a start. Uh, like this imaginary child thing, imaginary son is es un proyecto piloto que estoy. It's just a project pilot I started. Uh, de Sarayano en mis horas libres, in my free time, you know, around the work. Or supuesto, of course, I got to do something to keep my mind occupied. And yeah, my imaginary methods can be como un poco feo, a bit ugly. And some may say de bajo, below any sense. But I say when my imaginary son makes coffee, este es el mejor café. It is the best coffee uh, que he tomado en mi vida that I make, you know, because then he doesn't make it. I say, oh, he's imaginary. Well, I've made it. I made the coffee in my life. And I say, es buenísimo. I'll take 90 drops of coffee. And they say they don't say they sell it by the cup. And I say, well, now my new business, I'm going to sell coffee drops. I tried resin drops. Now I'm trying coffee drops. Yeah, go 90 gotas. Just come in, you say, give me 90 drops of coffee. That's actually a cup. 
And most customers said, may I go, yo, I, I'll just make my own coffee. I'll make it myself. And I said, Dayito, is it a crime to try to sell coffee by the drop? What about the dram? I don't know what the dram is, because that's why I went with a drop. I know what a drop is. I want to provere, provide coffee, comprado, brought to you, and go to us in drops. And then you could bring it over and you could mezcando, mix it, you know, with whatever you wish, even ladrillo, brick. Uh, it's going to be our new thing, you know, healthy brick uh, added to your coffee drops. And as they see in no magica, la bora, this coffee, I'm still working my coffee drop magic here. Uh, they said la senda del exceso, his path of excess. Uh, he, if he was rich, he'd be un, uh, un soltona rica, rich uh, spinster. Uh, e vieja cortada por incapacidad, courted by old and, and courted by incapacity. La vida con fuerza hoy, the hard today life. And I say, well, we say it's uh, es hora o nunca, it's now or never. Uh, I'll go something encontrando I found, Darte, to give you obra completa, my complete works of coffee drops, uh, gota de cafe, and it's en un placer. It's been a pleasure. But remember, sin salida, there's only one exit and you can only do it once. And then they raise it, I'll run, no, por favor. And I said, get to the point, please. And I said, children, no sean bestias. They're not beasts. And they may be talones. They may be heels. Uh, KDK, that is that. Poor fiend at last. Uh, tanto on fan, both eagerness, uh, you know, and just remember, Salga, de una vez, you can only exit once. I like saying that. Uh, lote, a lot, a lot I do. Uh, ya le dije, I told you that. La orden y hablamos. Take the order and walk. And ayuda, you know, give me some help. I, I, I obviously have slipped away. And let me just check any of my notes because I went on a little... Tangent there. Oh, I noticed uh, Guido Bermudez. That was uh, uh, Bermudez. That was Gail's name. And he was wearing a pastel plaid shirt. I really liked his shirt, actually. I thought it was sharp. Uh, open, you know, unbuttoned. He glasses uh, on a string. Uh, green. He had a green T-shirt that matched his uh, plaid shirt, which is also, I think, was a wrinkle-free so I thought that was a smart dressing by Gail Bedeker or uh, Guido Bermudez. And I think that's all for this week, so good night. All right, thank you. So over on Twitter, I want to thank Matt Hurt from Obsessive Viewer Podcast. I want to thank Dan from Save It For The Show. Uh, David from No Sleep Podcast. I want to thank Lisa Kays. I'll probably be thanking Lisa more than once, but good night, Lisa. Thank you. I want to thank Matthew Hares for the deep sea sequest idea. Lori S. Uh, good night, Lori. Evil O. Good night. 
Illusionoid Podcast. Good night. Good night, everybody there. Michelle P., I hope you had a nice day on uh, Friday. Good night. Uh, Bowley, good night. Edna, good night. Happy Mum, good night. J and J and SF, uh, good night. Kathleen W., good night. Uh, Avery T., good night. Suzanne R., good night. Thank you. Cat W., good night. Whitney M., good night. Good night, Brandon A., sleep tight. Laurel, L.A.B., good night. Kathleen W., good night. Cassie, good night. Lord and Lady and Defrenestrator, Kathy's checking up on you. And I think I did tweet at Defrenestrator, so ideally you're not awake for this. So good night, Lord. Good night, Lady. Good night, Defrenestrator. Good night, Kathy. Uh, good night, Aaron. Good night, Catherine. Good night, Mike D. Shwarma CN. Good night, Kathleen. R. Catherine R. Good night, Uri. Good night, Boom Boom Brian. Good night. Kristen S. Good night. Billy, holy courage, Billy, good old Billy, good night, Jen M, good night, F Anarchy, good night, Christy, good night, uh, Ben M, good night, thanks, Ben, sorry about your rough day, Konami, Konami Code, Zen Master, good night, Willow, good night, Pokemonsters, good night, Mary Beth, good night, Uh, throw it away. I guess that's a podcast that right Nine Inch Nails podcast that recommended us. Thank you. Uh, and good night, Andrew R. Good night, Jennifer S. Good night, Scott H. Good night, uh, T. Good night, and your daughter Chelsea. Good night, MYK. Good night. Uh, Jennifer D, good night. Lori, good night. And Babs, a good night on two fronts. Cynthia, good night. Emily E, good night. Ben, uh, two fronts, good night. Laura, good night. Uh, Kelly L to the end, good night. Thank you for the laugh. Uh, T, 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 E, E to the T, good night. Karen N, good night. Uh, Rachel B., good night. Uh, Kristen VM, good night. Karen N., good night. Tasman K., good night. Uh, Benjamin MM, good night. Anya, good night. Julie C., good night. Uh, Corinne, uh, good night. Stacy, good night. Uh, Daniel E. to the O., good night. Tyler, good night. Carol, good night. Jennifer C., good night. Heather G., good night. Julie F., good night. Matthew W., good night. Ahab's wife, good night. Myra H., good night. Uh, Julia H., good night. Steve H., good night. Uh, different H.'s again. 
Uh, Taryn S., good night. Stephen T., good night. Stacy uh, G.L., good night. At 2 p.m., good night. There's a few more iTunes reviews here. I want to say thank you and good night to OB Joyful, who says the podcast never fails after several months. Or take it, it takes five minutes, stops, and they're asleep. Uh, never make it past the intro. A voice is just, just not, you know, just our, just, yeah, Scooter's voice is just right, but not droning or mon- boring, but not droning or monotone. Just casually meandering in a laid back manner, man. Uh, thanks, and thanks for calling me your boyfriend. Uh, it's actually helpful for me, according to defining Krabby P. Yeah, good old Krabby P's back in his house. And I had trouble obsessing over the next day. But they wouldn't mind if I slowed down a little. I'll try, I'll try that, Krabby. Just keep reminding me. I'm not kidding either. That helps. It does take reminding me. You could ask. So don't be afraid to remind me is what I'm saying. Uh, thanks so much. Fall asleep to it every night. That's from E-T, E-T, uh, K-C-double-G. So I wonder if that was one of the other E-T's other than Elliot's friend on that spacecraft. Uh, Kramer, B-R, never makes it past 20 minutes before con- conking out. Well, thanks, Kramer. I'm hooked, says Jess W-E-M in Canada. I'm using a podcast to fall asleep to, but, they, you know, they were listening to good ones, and now they got the one they're looking for. You know, when you want a sports metaphor, you want someone with a screen name like EJ Bala. And they use when they say absolute game changer. Remember how effort it was, Leslie was to sleep in class when the professor was talking? That's a comfortable sleep state this podcast puts you in. But the best part is you could just go to sleep. But no, you know, if they're wired on this podcast, you know, uh, it can drive them nuts if they're awake. So, but it's better than Ambien. That's pretty good. Uh, Bicky Poo. Good old Bicky Poo from Australia. Oh, Bicky Poo. You, you, are you a Joey? I want to use that Joey term. Uh, when I can't go to sleep, wake or wake up in the middle of the night, they use a podcast thing, and they said it's wonderful. And then we have RCLE sixty seven eighty two from Australia, and they love they love the ramblings, and I put them to sleep. But when I when you when he makes me laugh, it, it annoys their wife. So sorry, uh, Miss Miss R, Mrs RCLE sixty seven eighty two. Uh, just when I need it, that's from Dina527, who says the podcast is a life changer. They struggle to fall asleep when the brain won't shut off when they lie down, but when I start to ramble, it puts them out. They've even napped, and they're grateful for this podcast. I'm grateful for a listener like you and all the rest of those people. Thank you. And then Pony Up 1980, Dreams for Insomniacs. They've tried every sleep medication, meditation, breathing technique, insomnia since adolescence, severe, but they've been listening since October and they haven't needed sleep meds or sleepless nights since. And they say they really like the podcast, airful balance of interestingly enough, 
but impossible to follow. His incessant tangents wear out. Just think about the friendships that could wear out with these incessant tangents. They wear out one's brain quickly. It never made it through. Well, thank you, Pony Up. So that's from Pony Up. Thank you. And it's just a few more thank yous. I wanted to get in there. Thanks, everybody.